Okay. All right. Anyway, hey, before I get going, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the uh, to the book of Psalms here. But just look at the history record just a second here. Genesis means beginning. Revelation. Sometimes we say from Genesis to Revelation. What do we mean from beginning to end? Remember Alpha and Omega. Except Jesus didn't know anything about you know he didn't know about evolution. He's still Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Boy, when he closes the time, that's going to be it. Praise the Lord. So. Anyway, all right. So anyway, uh, historical record all the way down through. You can't read Genesis, Exodus, uh, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Leviticus, Numbers without seeing the history line. It's the total history line. If, even if you jump in Leviticus first, I'm going to read the book of Leviticus. Okay, you finally get it in a language you can understand. You know, King James is fine, but you're going to be going back. What does that mean right there? I mean, it's, it's, you can still read it, but listen, it's... it's 1640-something is when they translated that. We don't use those same words today. Not all of them, you know. It's not just the these and the thous and the whatever. Some others in there, okay. Good translation because they sweated over that and lost their lives to get it away from, it was locked up in translation somewhere else, and they got it where the common people could actually read it, which is great. Thank God for it. But anyway, I, I use the Living Bible here. Uh, and just if you compare your King James and your Living Bible, and we can do it on a few scriptures, and you can see that oh, that just straightened it out for me where I live in Alabama. Okay, but anyway, all right. So these are history. But I've said if you if you were in Leviticus, you would write the end of it. It's now that the the tabernacle is developed has been built. You know, we're on our way to the Promised Land. That's what was going on here. Exodus. They got out of Egypt on the way to the Promised Land. On the way to the Promised Land. On the way to the Promised Land. Basically, Deuteronomy. We are at the Promised Land. We're just not going in yet until. Moses finishes this speech, which is probably about three hours. That's exactly what Deuteronomy is. It's a speech. And at the, at the tail end of it, uh, Moses passes away. Joshua, they go in the promised land. We did it. And boy, the campaign is so fantastic. Just like the Lord said, none of your enemies will be able to defeat you. God sent bees out ahead of them, hornets ahead of them. Praise the Lord. See a hornet flying around bothering you? You need to realize he's on your side. <laughs> he's not there to sting you, praise the Lord. Oh, but Richard, that's fakes and fairy tales. Oh, please. Well, keep reading or keep wandering around until you finally get it. You're going to realize it's true. It is true. Okay. But anyway, uh, so then you get to the promised land, and then all of a sudden, what, what happened? Judges. Judges must be. No. At the, read the tail end of Joshua. Actually, the start of Judges, you'll find out. They were, yes, we're going to serve the Lord. And by end of chapter 1, they go, nah, I kind of like that idol. I want to worship the sun. I want to worship anything but Jesus. And they lost it. The Canaanites took them over. And that's what led the way for King David. Wow. And so that's what happens here. Direct history, history, history. And all of a sudden Samuel here, you know, that man, they were, everybody's running for their life. King Saul comes on board. And he was a good guy right at the start. But then he wouldn't listen to the Lord. He had his own plans. And God told Saul, he says, I'm going to rip the kingdom from you and we'll give it to David. Who's David? David was nothing but he's... Just a shepherd. Wow. But that's what we're going to get to. Okay, so anyway, more history right through here. But anyway, when David come on the scene, they got the promised land back. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you how they got the promised land back. By trusting the Lord. And trusting the Lord just simply daily, whatever's going on in your life. If you feel sick or whatever, or if you're, you're, something's going wrong, ask the Lord to help you. Don't wander through this life today, the rest of the day without Jesus. Don't. Ask the Lord. But see, in our mentality, I, I, I mean, I'm 57 years old. I've heard it all in Alabama and the Bible Belt. You know, God gave you a brain. You're supposed to use it. No, God gave me a brain so I could remind myself to ask the Lord for his help. 
We even throw away Thanksgiving in America. You know that? Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Yes. I want to thank Dustin for being such a good friend. I want to thank Phil for... No. What happened to Jesus? That's what... If you watch it, that's the political cycle. Now, around church, oh, yes, we want to thank the Lord. But you watch in the... They've turned it over in America. It's, I just want to thank, basically, my lucky stars. No, we want to thank the Lord. Real serious warnings here. The Israelites were told to remember when you get in the promised land, remember it was the Lord. To thank the Lord. It's just by chance. Just by chance. All the stuff when they got out from underneath Pharaoh was not by chance. Wow. Awesome miracles took place. Anyway, I want to take us right to the book of Psalms. That's not a bunch of singers and whatever. No. This, there's history behind this stuff here. So I want to go to Psalm 118. So here we go. Uh, Proverbs, wasn't it? We hit the wrong one. Okay, so we're going to go to the book of Psalms here. Psalm 118. And uh, David wrote this. <clears throat> but anyway, sometimes you'll see places where it says this psalm was written when... No, it wasn't. But they added that. Preacher school, you know. The, the behind the scene here is not linked to story that was told up front. Sometimes they'll tell you that. This was when David was running from... David was already singing this stuff. He knew. And it wasn't like, I got to have time to pick my guitar. No. These are just things... It's like you say, there's no music here. All we have is the lyrics. Well, this is going to be kind of dull. Well, no, it isn't because this stuff is for ours. Watch this. Here we go. Psalm 118. Oh, thank the Lord for He is so good. Oh, really? Let's keep reading because if we don't know, we're going to find out why. His loving kindness is forever. Let the congregation of Israel. Now, we know we're congregation this morning. Look at this. Congregation just grabbed everybody. Yeah, but Lord, I have special problems. I have special needs. And, and I'm not having so much fun in my life right now. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let them praise him with these same words. He's good. His loving kindness is forever. Let the priest of Aaron chant. His loving kindness is forever. I mean, th- this is... Sometimes we feel like we owe God certain things because maybe we've not lived the, the best life or whatever. You know, I, I owe Him, you know, and, and I don't want to say He owes me anything. Well, listen, His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Quit trying to get yourself in a posi- situation where... or put yourself in a position where you have to earn His... It's mercy. It's mercy. Jesus even one time when they said, I cannot believe that Jesus, that he's hanging out with such scum. Let me, let me show you this. Just incredible. Let's go over here and we'll come right back. Let's go to the book of, uh, oh, I want to go to Mark. Okay, Mark. We go to Mark chapter 2. Just say, let me browse through here just a second. All right. It's so funny. He's, look at this. If you speed read with me here, he's... Um, you know, several days later, everybody knew he was there. The house where he was staying was so packed, there wasn't room for a single person. He preached the word to them. Four men carrying a paralyzed man. No, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to know what he said. I want to know the word. I want to know what God was talking about. Let me tell you what God's talking about. He wants you well. We want to earn this thing so bad. You know, like, I need to learn to have a good attitude. I need to learn. No, if you're sick, Jesus will help you. Let me tell you something. His mercy endures forever. There's something on the inside of you that goes off when God takes care of you that you owe it to him. And that's the way he likes it. He likes it that way. Four men were carrying a paralyzed man on a stretcher. They couldn't get in through the crowd. So they dug through the clay above his head. They lowered the sick man on a stretcher right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw how strongly strongly they believed he would help, Jesus said to the sick man, look what he said. 
Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, do you think about that when you're sick and throwing up or feeling bad or you get a bad report going, oh, my God, I guess, well, I deserve it, you know. I'm having to pay for my sins. You're going to keep believing that until you get back to the Bible. God's mercy is everywhere. David was no saint, shall we say, in the light of Alabama, you know, um, Bible Belt stuff, you know. He was just like you and I, which means, means we're saints. But anyway, he said, your sins are forgiven. But some of the Jewish religious leaders, or shall we say some of the Baptists, or some of you and I are thinking, what? This is blasphemy. Oh, man. Does he think he's God? <laughs> yeah, he was. For only God can forgive sins. Do you see how they were kicking Jesus out? Oh, man. Oh, man. Jesus could read their minds, and he said to them, why does this bother you? Uh, he's so good. I, I always like to say, roll tide. Go get him. Or if you're an Auburn fan, war eagle, look at this. But to show you that I, the Messiah, have authority on earth to forgive sins, boy, he was putting it right in their face. He turned to the paralyzed guy. Look what he said. Yeah, but Richard, this was all fakes. And Listen, if it was such fake, if this was such fake, we, uh, our calendar is dated by something that happened to this guy. He actually existed. He was here. They just say, get out of my face. Get out of my face. Records, records of Caesar have, uh, you know, uh, you know a, a, a pilot. There's other records, okay, of Jesus' death and whatever. But anyway, let's get back to this. Hey, pick up your stretcher. Go home. You're healed. The man jumped up, took the stretcher, pushed through the stunned onlookers. Oh, how they praise you. We've never seen it like this before. Never seen it like this. Now, look at this. Look what happened next. He goes by the seashore and preached to the crowds. Oh, great. This is going to be Sermon on the Mount. I can't wait to hear what he says. Well, guess what? You're not going to get to hear it because that's somewhere else. You're just going to catch a story here. Now, would that mean this is history? Yeah. So as he was walking by the beach, he saw Levi, the son of, you know, Alfalfa, I like to say. What's Alphaeus? Okay. Sitting at the tax collection booth. Come with me. Jesus told him, come be my disciple. Levi jumped to his feet and went along. Now, why would he jump to his feet? He had heard about this guy. It wasn't like, oh, the magic of the Bible just zapped him, whatever. He saw what was going on. Every time you were around Jesus, I don't care what was going on, it got fixed. And that opened the door for Jesus to tell them how to live their life. And it's not just don't have a beer or whatever. Matter of fact, you need to bring your beer. Worried about the alcohol stuff is ridiculous. Have we not heard of the new of the new wine? Jesus used it in a story. He said, "You put uh, if you put new wine in old wineskins, what's going to happen? You're going to bust them." And then what did he say? The wine is spoiled. You know, but we've got it all figured out. I don't drink. I don't get a divorce. I don't do this and I don't do that. Well, then great. We didn't need Jesus to die, you know, because if you just do those things, you'll get blessed. No, that's got nothing to do with your blessings. That night, now watch this. Levi invited his fellow tax collectors and many other notorious sinners to be his dinner guest so that they could meet Jesus and his disciples. There were many men of this type. Yeah, and we can all act this way too. I thank God I'm not like that clown. Many of these types that follow, the crowds that follow him. Look at this. When some of the Jewish religious leaders, man, I'm, I'm, my background's Baptist. I'm just as guilty. I mean, I've learned, but she saw him eating with these men of ill repute. They said to his disciples, how can he stand it to eat with such scum? Richard, I never heard that. Well, hello. Let's be back. Let's get back to reading our Bibles, okay? Don't wait for the preacher to tell you about Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Read for yourself. Do your own research. Pray. Praise the Lord. Ask the Lord to help you. Don't go through a committee. 
Boy, when Jesus heard what they were saying, he said, sick people need the doctor, not healthy ones. I've come to tell the good people to repent, not the bad ones. Wow. So what was Jesus talking about here? Mercy. Mercy. I think he says it right here. No, I'm going to pick it up in another one. But it's the same story because these overlap. Let me go to Matthew just a second. I'll show you exactly where this is. Ah, did you go to preacher school for this? No, I just read my Bible. Praise the Lord. Let's see. Let's see. Nine. It's chapter nine. I'm pretty sure. He climbed in a boat. Yeah, here it is. Son, your sins are forgiven. Yeah, same little story. Praise the Lord. Yeah, look at this. But people who are well don't need a doctor. It's sick people that do. Then he added, now go away and learn the meaning of this verse. Learn, oh, brother. Learn what? It isn't your sacrifices I want. I want you to be what? Merciful. Merciful. Now remember the story Jesus said about the wicked slave? You know, he he owed tons of money. And his master forgave him, didn't he? And then that stupid, wicked slave went out there, found somebody, owed him about 25 cents. Hey, you owe me 25 cents. I, I ain't got it today. Boy, he threw him in jail. Boy, and, the, and he treated that guy terrible. Anyway, the king called that servant back in and said, hey, I forgave you all that stuff. Shouldn't you have acted that way? But see, we've turned it around in our own little Christian world. And we said, Lord, nope, you, you can't bless me. You can't do these. I know, I know, I know. I, I read about these miracles, but they're not for me. <laughs> You have so shut yourself off from his mercy. Well, we don't want any updates. <clears throat> okay. Ah, we're not going to pick a time. Oh, please. I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't want to do that. I'm not picking a time. Here we go. <laughs> not right now. Okay. So let's go back to uh, the book of um, book of Psalms here. Uh, where are we at? Oh, there we are. Psalm 118. So now we got it. Now we realize that, hey, his mercy is for us. Here we go. So let the congregation say his loving kindness is forever. Let the priest of Aaron say his mercy, his loving kindness is forever. Let the Gentile convert say his loving kindness. Is, that got us all. Well, it's just the Jews only. What was that last statement? Oh, forgot about that. You can cut yourself all you want. You can say the Bible's just the Old Testament's just Jewish. Oh, Did you know when the Israelites came marching out from underneath Pharaoh, there was a bunch of Egyptians went with them. Matter of fact, they were some of the ones that were going. Yeesh. We wish we could go back because <laughs> they wanted the beautiful stuff they had in Egypt, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> they came out too. Why did they come out? Well, go back and read the story. Wouldn't you want to be on the winning team? Now, look at this. Here we go. David saying, in my distress, I prayed to the Lord and he rescued me. Boy, praise the Lord. I remember a few times just all of a sudden I was just well, flying. I was just, you know, I was like, we're fixing to take off. You're fixing to die, you know. <laughs> Your plane's going to crash. <laughs> you know, all stupid thoughts. And I don't care what you're going through. You might be having some thoughts about something else. I remember you know, just other times in my life where I was afraid, you know, and I, uh, just in terms of, it just doesn't matter. You know what it's like. When you, when, you get, when you get afraid, it can be horrible. Look at this. And he answered and rescued me. He didn't say, well, you know, it's okay. If it'll be, what will be, will be. No. I asked him for his help and he rescued me. He is for me. How can I be afraid? Now, who's he referencing? Everybody. Everybody. That's what's so cool about the Bible. It's always going to be I, 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 I. Yet you'll go to some churches and they'll go, we need to get rid of the personal pronouns. Jolly well. Don't ever talk about praying for yourself. What book is he reading? He's not reading the Bible. Jesus went and got Levi. Levi went and got all the scum friends he knew because that's all he had. Praise the Lord. Just I'm not listening to those clowns. I'm, just staying right here. What can mere man do to me? 
And I have concealed carry and uh, whatever. And But <laughs> even even that... I can only shoot in one direction. What if somebody comes up from behind? You know, I mean, you know, thank God I can protect myself, but I'm just so glad I got other ways that the Lord will protect me. And He will. He will. Anyway, it's better, look at this, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. Now, what trust is He talking about? Going to heaven. No, He's not. No, He's not. Ugh. This is just regular old life. Watch, I'll show you. What can mere man do? The Lord's on my side. He'll help me. Let those who hate me beware. It's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in men. It's better to take refuge in Him than in the mightiest king. Jesus on the main line. Tell Him what... Or you can just let it go. Man, I'm not. I'm going to say help. Look at this. Though all nations of the world attack me. Now, ah, David, you've gone off the deep end here. No, he hasn't. God made everything. He created you. He wants you to be safe. He wants you to be well. David wasn't going crazy here. Look at this. I will march out behind his banner and destroy them. Now, where did David get that? Exodus. Make those trumpets. Every time you blow the trumpets, Moses said, or actually the Lord said, the Lord said, get trumpets, you know, make trumpets. Have them take the ark out. You don't put the church out in front of the army. Yeah, yeah, you do. Take the ark, carry it out there, blow the trumpets. Every time you blow the trumpets, sometimes you'll win. No, that's not what he said. Every time you blow the trumpets, you will win. Golly. David had been reading. I'll show you in a moment. Watch this. Though all nations of the world attack me, I'll march up behind his banner and I'll destroy him. David, David, David. Now, before we start saying David, 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 I was just up there in the land of the bears, okay? <laughs> Matter of fact, they got a little magnet. It's called land, and there's a bear in the center. That's the car tag this year. It's a big old bear, you know, and it's called Great uh, Bear, L-N-D, Great Bear Lands. <laughs> and, of course, the joke is all you got to do is outrun the slowest of you, you know. What if I'm the slowest? <laughs> I don't like the joke, praise the Lord, but I do like this. And David, but David said he told the king, he told like the president, the top guy. And David, remember, he's just a little guy. Verse, 1 Samuel chapter 17. He says, I'll go kill a giant for you. Remember, that's a giant. Don't you know David's probably like saying, I'd probably rather take on the lion and the bear. Because <laughs> this guy, remember, his sword and whatever, and his spear was as big as a weaver's beam, whatever that is, and it's huge. He said, what can man man do to me? No, this is it. The Lord is on my side. Okay, here we go. The all nations of the world, attack, I'll march out behind his banner and destroy them. Now, don't forget, we're in Psalm 118. You guys should remember where these things are. Now, of course, we're on the world of Internet now. As long as you get a connection, you can search and remember maybe something that was said, and you can find it. But Psalm 118 wouldn't be hard to find if you had a Bible. You could find it. It's Psalm something. We'll keep, you'll find it. Okay. Yes, they surround me. They surround and attack me. But with his flag flying above me, I'll cut them off. Wow. They swarm around me. Now, this is kind of neat, like bees. Oh, brother. You know, <clears throat> how are you going to deal with that? They swarm around me like bees. They blaze against me like a roaring flame. Yet beneath his flag, I'll destroy them. Look at this. You did your best to kill me, O enemy, but the Lord helped me. He's my strength and song in the heat of battle. And now he's given me the victory. Now, we have David's historic record. 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings for one chapter. First Chronicles for starting about chapter 15 forward for a little ways. You've got everything he did. 
good, bad, and whatever. I mean, a little bad, but even a little bad, if you read the story, you're like, David knew about his mercy, God's mercy. It was great. His kids were the ones that were trying to knock him off at one point, besides these other people. You know, had two sons try to turn against him, take away the throne. Anyway, the Lord helped him. But anyway, you did your best to kill me, O enemy of mine, but the Lord helped me. He is my strength and song in the heat of battle and has now given me the victory. Oh, what I was going to say about all the history, you don't see David going, oh, I need to go have a quiet time with the Lord. Listen, his quiet time with the Lord was 24 hours. It's called trusting the Lord. But see, today in our men's seminar and our women's seminar, I get up early in the morning, I read my Bible, I have to have my time in the Bible for 45 minutes along with my Java, you know, and, and drink and have quiet time with the Lord. Now, if I, boy, if that time is ever ruined and I'm gone, we hear that bozo stuff. Trust the Lord 24 hours a day. If you want to get quiet with the Lord, do that. That's fine. But you need to trust all the time. Otherwise, you'll be driving down the road, flat tire. Oh, no. I didn't have my Java time, my Lord time this morning. Quit, quit putting that condemnation on you. Jesus is there. Look for a miracle. There's angels around you constantly. When that tire goes, you should be looking for the rescue. It's on the way. The Lord's there. Don't let your heart start telling you or any kind of thoughts come and say, oh, I guess, you know, I mean, I'm in the world, you know. No, Jesus said in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome it. One translation says, I've, I've kept it from its power to harm you. Praise the Lord. That's what he means by it. He didn't go, well, <laughs> you're in trouble, but I'm not. Uh, no, he overcame it for you and I. Praise the Lord. Okay, the strong on the Lord. Look at, oh, here we go. So in the, uh, he's my strength and song in the heat of battle. So, so the way he did it, he had his harp on that horse. Come on. David was slinging that sword and that shield. And boy, was he a great warrior when you read the stories about it. Man. Okay. He was so talented. Remember, King Saul was trying to kill him. And he said, David, you can have my daughter for your wife, Michael, but I want you to go out and kill me a hundred Philistines. And Saul was like, He'll get killed. David went out and killed 200. <clears throat> Look at this. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, I just had these thoughts. I remember, on the, I remember one time it was right before takeoff, I, I read this and you can imagine. Uh, verse 17. I don't care what you're facing. Diff difficulties or whatever. I don't care. It, we don't want to use me as an example. You as the example. Ask the Lord. Look at this. I shall not die, but live. Amen. I don't care. Yeah, but Richard, medical this and medical that, and they told me. You're... Remember David said, it's better to trust the Lord than the mightiest princes or the biggest doctor, you could say. Yeah, but they said, but they said, but they said, uh, you've been watching the miracles of Jesus? No, I hadn't had time because I've been studying up on this cancer stuff. We're going to heaven. But, you know, you could stay here a little longer. You really could. Praise the Lord. There's a guy in the Bible. He's a king. Where does he have time to read the Bible? Well, he probably took time because he knew this. His name was Hezekiah. And he actually had the world's mightiest preacher probably at the time. You ever heard of a guy named Isaiah before? Isaiah walked up to him and said, King? Now, they were friends. <laughs> he said, basically like we would hear today at some, some churches, thus saith the Lord, you know, here's a message from the Lord. And it was true. He said, well, King, you're going to die. So... You got a little bit of time, so get your house in order. You know what King Hezekiah did? He didn't panic and go, oh, I guess that's it. Nope. This is in the book of Isaiah. It's also in the book of Kings too. Same story. Hezekiah 
turned his face to the wall. Jesus on the mainland. Tell him what you know what he did? He said, Lord. And he was crying too. Now your crying's not gonna do you no good unless you ask the Lord what you want. And here's what he said. He said, Lord, you know, have mercy on me, help me, whatever. And uh, and anyway, before the preacher, his buddy, preacher pal, could get out of the palace, the Lord stopped him and turned him back and says, Go tell King Hezekiah, I've given him 15 more years. Wow! And King Hezekiah was probably already pushing 60 something or 70, maybe whatever. 15 more years? That's a whole lot better than 15 more days. Praise God. Well, guess what? Now you've heard about that. I've heard about that. What are we going to do with that? I can't wait to get to heaven and, and find Hezekiah. Hezekiah's going to say, did you do what I did? And you'll go, uh, 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 no, I just died. <laughs> King Hezekiah's like, what would you do that for? God would have given you 15, probably would have given you 20. And Hezekiah probably would have said, I just asked for 15. I probably should have asked for 30, whatever, but nonetheless. So here we go. I'll not die, but live to tell of his deeds. Now, what, what was he talking about? The whole world coming against him, world war, whatever, coming after him. Yeah, but Rich, you don't really believe this, do you? Yes, I do, and I'm encouraging all of us to do the same thing. Look at this. I'll not die, but live to tell his deeds. The Lord has punished me so Look at this. Now, some people say, yeah, well, the Lord punished me, and he killed me. Car wreck. The Lord did this. Now, read this. The Lord's punished me, but he's not handed me over to death. That's what we need to catch. And God's dealing with you and I is not like, well, I had a car wreck, broke my arm, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the way you trained your kids, right? You clipped the brakes before you sent your kids out. Is that what you did? You injected them with a little cancer? Exposed them? No. Man, my daddy was rough on me, but it was mostly... <laughs> I was doing other things I shouldn't do. Boy, he let me know. Oh, God. That's the reason it's dangerous to start believing all these things. Don't believe that. Mm -mm. Now look at this. Open the gates of the temple. Now remember David, boom, he had a beautiful palace. And right next door he had built a tabernacle. Not Solomon's temple, but there was, he was next door to where the tabernacle was. And he would go in there and he'd worship the Lord. Now look what he said. Open the gates of the temple. Man, I'll go in and give my thanks. These gates are the way to the presence of the Lord. And the godly enter there. That's you and I. Look at this. Oh, thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving me. Oh, yes, I'm a Baptist. I'm going to heaven. No, we already know that. This is your temporary trouble you're having right now. Your panic attacks, your this, your that, or whatever, or somebody fixing to do something bad to you. I mean, you're redeemed. Wow. Look at that next verse. Jesus mentioned this scripture. The stone that the builders rejected. Now quit jumping ahead and say, oh, this is prophetical, prophetical, prophetical. He's singing this while he's under attack, wasn't he? Okay. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the capstone of the ark. In other words, he's saying, boy, you are the only thing I need. Boy, you are it. All I need is you. And, and any troubles you're facing right now, no matter what they are, all you need is Jesus. Jesus actually said that to Martha. Martha was in there cooking brownies, I like to say, and got mad at her sister. Tell Mary to get in here, Jesus. God, we got so many people in my house. You think I can serve all these brownies to all these people? Boy, Jesus, remember what he said? This is in Mark's gospel. Um, uh, anyway, easy to find. And Jesus said, uh, Mary's chosen that good part, and I'm not going to take it away from her. What was Mary doing? Just sitting there listening. Sitting there listening. Remember, didn't Jesus say, he that has ears to hear? Let him hear. Let him hear. Okay, wow. Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. So, we're about done with this. Look at this. this, this then i got to show you something over there, and we'll, we'll stop. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous to see. Yeah, but I can't see no miracles today. Yeah, well, yes, you can. 
Get on the phone this afternoon. Use Barney's phone when he calls. Sarah, you know, give me Thelma Lou. <laughs> I mean, call Jesus. He, wow. This is, this is, look at, this is the day the Lord's made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, I should, it, in, I, I don't have any problem rejoicing now. I don't know. Notice he says, oh, Lord, please help save us. Give us success. Well, we don't want none of that. I mean, see, that verifies what's going on here. David knew he was going to heaven. The Bible's not going, if the Bible was talking about going to heaven only, it would only be about so big, you know, because he could get that message across. But, boy, we've got so much trouble in this life. That's the reason people were running to idols, running to this. I got my lucky rabbit's foot. It helped me. That last plane ride, you know, boy, just squeezing that rabbit's foot. <laughs> not me man I was squeezing the hand of Jesus praise the Lord I knew he's helping me glory to God other places and stuff I went praise the Lord blessed is the one who, who is coming the one sent by the Lord we bless you from the temple Jehovah's our light and uh, what's the last part he says here I will present to him uh, my sacrifice upon the altar if you read about David he's constantly going in there and presenting a sacrifice to the Lord praise the Lord just like God said do you know um with Moses and them, uh, and I'll give you thanks and this praise. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He's good. His loving kindness is forever. Now, real quickly. <clears throat> so, what did He do? Well, let's go. I just want to go to. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Praise the Lord. Let's go to yeah, First Chronicles. Let's go to eleven, real quick. I hit some highlights right here. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> this is. David was actually, you could actually call him the first king, but he was not. Saul was, but Saul didn't last long. The leaders of Israel came to David. This is 1 Chronicles 11. To David at Hebron and said, we're your relatives. And even when Saul was king, you were the one who led our armies to battle and brought them safely back. What's up with that? Don't you remember the story? Moses told them they went out and, and fought the, uh, I forget who it was. But anyway, and they came back and all the generals came back with more stuff to give to the Lord. They already gave their their blessings to the Lord, but they came, the generals came back. Patton and them came back. Said, uh, remember Patton? He loved the Lord. You, remember, you read it for yourself. But anyway, they came back and said, uh, we took account of all the Israelis and we didn't lose a single guy. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. Praise the Lord. You know, no weapon formed against you, Prosper. And the Lord has told you, you'll be the shepherd of my people. You'll be, you'll be their king. So David made a contract between them and the Lord. This is when David took over as king. Okay. Anyway, let me see it. Right, a little piece here I want to get. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. A little part right here. Uh, David and the leaders went to Jerusalem, or Jabez, as they used to call it, where the Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land, but the people of Jabez refused to let them in. So David captured the fortress of Zion, later called the city of David, not Bethlehem, this is another place, and said to his men, the first man to kill a Jeb- Jebusite. Oh, I can't read the Bible because there's so much death in there. Oh, they're going to kill you. This was the promised land. Read the story. You had to drive out the inhabitants of the land. These people were throwing their kids to the fire to worship their Komesh and whatever gods they had. The first man to kill a Jebusite shall be commander-in-chief. Boys, Joab, that was his nephew. He said, man, I'll do it. He ran over there and he put one of them's lights out real quick. And he became the general. Okay? David lived in the temple. La, da, 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 da. Okay. Now, notice this. David became more and more famous and powerful for the Lord of the heavens was with him. Jesus is called what? Emmanuel. God with you. What do you think about that? Oh, but that means I'll get crushed. Emmanuel. I'm hopeless in this life. Emmanuel. I ran out of gas. I've lost everything. I, oh, wait a minute. Don't do that. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help you. Anyway, these are some of the bravest of, of, of David's warriors. I'm not going to read all that, but I want to show you something about that. 
Okay. Uh, these are the names of the famous warriors who joined David. Okay. Wow. Look at all these guys. His brother, his brother, his brother. Great warriors from the tribe of this, 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 this. Notice this. They were lion-faced, swift as deer on the mountain. Wow. What's up with all that? Uh, notice this. They were expert archer, archers, slingers. They could use their left hand as well as their right. That was just lucky. They were just lucky. No, they weren't. Wow. Okay. Now notice this. Look what David did. After he consulted all his army officers. Oh, that's such low life. What do you mean? The low life were the ones Jesus got mad at when they said, how could he eat with such scum? I'll never forget just watching my own bias as a Christian, you know, growing up and colonels and people I was around and generals. I thought, well, they're just, they need Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, they had Jesus. They would have prayer. One time they outvoted me. I had a new colonel come in. He said, Richard, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to do the prayer. I said, oh, yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anyway. So he says, since you think uh, I should be your king and since the Lord our God has given his approval, let's send messages to our brothers throughout the land of Israel and the priests and the Levites, inviting them to come join us. Let's bring back the ark. Isn't Mr. David saying, we need that ark back here. Remember, the Philistines had it at one time and they got it back because it created problems for them. It'd been over at this guy's house. Okay, now, I'm going to stop right here in the 14th chapter. So now you can see what's behind all this. Uh, anyway, King Hiram of Tyre sent Masons, chapter 14, and carpenters to help David build a palace. He supplied for him and much cedar. David now realized why the Lord made him king, why he made his kingdom so great. It was a special reason to give joy to God's people. David moved to Jerusalem. He married additional wives and became the father of many sons and daughters. Oh, oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't hear that. Oh, no, 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 no. This is history. We just read it, okay? You know, that's why you don't need to choke over people that may have got a divorce or they've been married again or whatever and all this stuff. And the whole time we're, we're quoting, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and singing all the songs that David wrote. And we don't know anything about him. And we think that minor things matter. No, they don't. Obviously, that didn't matter. Now, those were some of his kids, but I want to get a little part right down here. Uh, notice this. When the Philistines heard David was, Isra uh, was Israel's new king, I'm fixing to stop. Watch this. He mob they mobilized their forces to capture him. Boy, they were going to kill King David. Remember, I mean, we already read Psalm 118. And David wasn't going, boy, I thank my lucky stars. Oh, I thank my lucky stars. No, he said, I don't care if the whole world comes after me. I'm going to march out there and I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> he said, the Lord's on my side. Praise the Lord. David learned they were on the way. Whoa, a little late now. David's not worried. He called together his army. Now, this army was already called the army of God, the top 30, the top three, and then a whole bunch of others. And those were just the ones that were listed about how great the Lord was doing. I mean, blessing these guys. Oh, anyway, the Lord replied, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Watch what happened here. And you're going to see why all these blessings were there. All right, so he attacked them from whatever this place, from Decatur. Okay, Baal Perizim, and wiped them out. Praise the Lord. And he exalted. God used me to sweep away my enemy like water bursting through a dam. Wow. And meaning the place of breaking through. No, ever since. So he named that place. Well, now we got a problem because this is a fake book, and so there shouldn't be a place called that. Yeah, there is too. After the battle, look at this. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. After the battle, the Israelis picked up many idols left by the Philistines. Shame, shame, shame. What'd David do? Burn them. Burn them. You don't need these rabbit's foot. You don't need the sun god. You don't need these other idols. You need nothing but Jesus. Wow. 
Later on, the Philistines raided the valley again. David asked the Lord, says, what do I do? And the Lord says, we'll go around the mulberry trees over here. And when you hear a sound over the top of the woods there, attack. And they did. Go around the mulberry bush, attack from there. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, that's your signal. Richard, this is so fake. Oh, no, it's not. Go try to prove to me historically that there was never a guy named David. Remember the statue? Missing arm. David. Probably not fully dressed. You ever heard of a guy named Solomon? That would be his son. How are you going to prove his son never existed? How are you going to prove his son was not the wisest? How are you going to prove that Solomon's kingdom wasn't so vast and there was so much gold? That's going to be very hard, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, so this story, the Lord says, uh, so anyway, so uh, for God will go before you and destroy the enemy. So David did as the Lord commanded. He cut, down, he cut down the army of the Philistines on the way to this and that, and David's fame spread everywhere, and the Lord caused the nations to fear him. Good grief. Now, what does that do for us today? Well, we just read it. Psalm 118. Guess what else? 23rd Psalm. So David wasn't just going, Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Kling, ding, ding, ding. Man. It's, I, 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 hmm. just, we all should be the same. And I believe we are. We, we know the stories of David, all the things he did and stuff like that, and the trouble he found himself in. One time he got in a place, remember that? And he, <laughs> he was running from Saul, and he found himself in the enemy's camp. In the Canaanites area. Remember what he did? He just thought, eh, I'm, I'm a drunk or whatever. I've lost my mind. <laughs> and the king said, is this supposed to be David? Oh, we got enough madmen around here. Get this guy out of here. But David got out, praise the Lord. Man, just amazing. You'll always get out too. Father, we thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord, that if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. Jesus on the main line. Praise the Lord. Same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially, you'll fix that. We want to watch your miracle take place there. Same thing if there's any other problem we're facing. No matter what it is, great or small, doesn't matter. You'll fix that for us. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others about the great things you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah.